Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash cultural stew. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Cultural Stew Podcast, coming to you from the Goat Factory Media Entertainment Studios. Warning, we use adult language, and there may be spoilers ahead. Now I'm thinking twice, lost in paradise, I used to know this place. Hello and welcome to the Cultural Stew Podcast. Episode 55 for the week of June 7th, 2021. Almost four months since our last episode. Welcome back. My name is Ron Harkins Jr. and I am here with my lovely co-host. Valerie Vidmar. Four months. <laughs> We're getting really good at these long absences. I finally was texting. <laughs> Are we um doing this thing or it's uh, you, uh, it's been you, a very 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 busy three months for me. Four yeah, months. yeah, mainly three months. You did a lot of uh, uh, shooting. I mean, photography. Yeah, a lot of uh, more video than and photography, and just video just takes up yeah way too much time. And uh, yeah, and got a little burned out, and it was just easiest to keep pushing it off. And you know, there wasn't really a ton of stuff to see. No. But now that we're nearing that 70% um, vaccine rate in the country, masks are flying off and mm-hmm. theaters are fully open and stuff is starting to stuff is starting to starting to flow with set schedules and nothing's being moved now. So that's it's easier to plan what you're going to see it is. going forward. It's nice. So we're going to talk a little bit about what we've seen in the last little while, um, probably more of the recent stuff than the stuff four months ago, <laughs> um, mainly because we're, we are getting up there in age and remembering four months ago is getting hard. Yeah. Remembering <laughs> two weeks ago. Remembering two days ago, two hours ago. Yeah. Two hours ago. Um, so yeah. Uh, so let's kick it off with what's new in the news. Um, I just found this interesting because I had gone to see A Quiet Place 2, the premiere that had the live Q&A with, uh, I'm saying Krasinski, Krasinski. John Krasinski. Krasinski. Thank you. Krasinski. I have our time. I was a little bit depressed when I saw it was just him on a screen. I thought you were actually seeing him. I thought he was coming live. Krasinski and J.J. Uh, <sighs> Abrams, yeah. who I adore. Like and and they're funny. John John is really just naturally funny. So I think um, hearing his thoughts about it after the movie was really cool. But anyway, so I thought the movie was great. But The Conjuring Three, which I have not seen, just for a second week in a row, I guess. They just racked up twenty four million dollars this past weekend. It just came. 
This was the first weekend, I think. Was it the first weekend? I thought it said second. But it probably was. Mm -hmm. No, I think you're right the first weekend. Um, But it kicked it out, which, whatever. It's fine. I think that it it's scarier and that it has a following more of a following maybe than a quiet I, place. I think you're also in the stage right now that it's not hard to knock another movie out of just because they're just even though theaters are now open they're just not fully 100 percent capacity open so they're just not bringing in the amount of numbers that they have um like i know when godzilla and kong opened up a month ago it blew all their expectations out of the water Mm-hmm. But when you look at the numbers, you're like, well, that wasn't, it's nowhere close to what it should have been. I know. But we, in terms of where we are and what everything is, it was a lot. So. I was kind of shocked at that. And that was like 50 something million for opening weekend. Or, there weren't very many people at ours. And then you had to wait like almost 30 minutes because it was live in LA. So we were waiting and I. We were sitting there thinking, because we could hear it. We could hear them. And we were thinking, oh, no. We're just going to get an audio. And then finally they popped up on screen. But you couldn't hear the people asking the questions. So you didn't hear the question. And then, so part of it was kind of funny because people were making things up in the back. <laughs> yelling them out, saying things. But um, What's your favorite breakfast cereal? You know, just kind of <laughs> funny. But... Um, I thought his take on it was really fascinating on uh, how he decided to make the film and he had never really seen a horror film before he made the first one and then he did so much research for the second one and it's um, it's definitely worth going to see. We'll talk about that later. Fine. Okay. We're still in the news. I know. I don't mean to cut you off. We're just getting ahead of ourselves. No, you, you definitely should cut me off. Okay, so Indiana Jones 5 is coming out um, July of 2022. So it's out there a little while. It's in a year. But I just thought it was interesting that there is going to be a 5. And Harrison Ford will be 79 years old. When that movie comes That's out. That's probably, I mean, he's um, my father's age. That's pretty kick-ass if you can pull off a an Indiana Jones movie. So we'll see how this goes. I mean, um, so if, if you if you go by the timeline, Mutt, it, you know, was supposed to be his son. So technically, Mutt could have a grandson now. So it could be Indiana Jones and his grandson. Yes, yes. I right. haven't read anything about what this is about. It's just it just cracks me up. No, I don't know every anything time that's I, about. I just saw something. It's it's hard for me to envision Harrison Ford as much of an action star anymore. I think he's kind of a curmudgeon now. He definitely um, has trouble landing planes. Oh God, don't, that's not. I mean, he's kind of crotchety, but he's you know still got his little lady I mean little I shouldn't say little but um, they're still together and um, all I can think of is Allie McBeal and Mm -hmm. that's not her name Clarissa Flockhart yes 
Something Flockhart. Callista. Callista Flockhart. Um, so, yeah. He's still doing fighting there. But um, now you have news. Yeah, we, we had a couple really big uh, mergers and acquisitions in the movie world. Um, all through the pandemic, it's been talked about, about like, you know, Amazon was going to buy up one of the, the big theaters. Um, uh, it was looking like it was probably going to be AMC or Regal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that hasn't panned out, but I still don't think that whole story's over with yet. I still think Amazon is mm-hmm. going to end up purchasing a, one of the big theater chains. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other, and Apple was in the mix for, um, buying up, yeah. uh, the possible bond franchise. And lo and behold, Amazon comes out as the winner of buying out MGM with $8.45 billion. Um, Over 4,000 films in their catalog, 17,000 movies. Um, But most notably, MGM now, um, the most valuable piece of that is the Bond films. 40 plus Bond films and, uh, you know, all the future rights and everything to them. So that's where Amazon's banking their money with is the bond. That's funny. Everything else is just gravy. I mean, 4,000 films, 17,000 TV shows that they can just add to their prime without having to go through anybody else's rights. I can't tell. I, I just saw an MGM movie. I can't remember. But I remember looking at the line wondering if it was real because I went was on the MGM lot when the original line was real. I don't know if the new one is. I don't know if the new one is because I went to, I think I was five, to the MGM lot and had my picture taken next to the lion. The, the, the lion. They stuff him. There was a lion there, like a, a, an, a live lion that oh. they were currently using for the rower. And um, that was my little growl thing. Um, and then we watched a movie in the movie theater that had couches. I I don't remember what the movie was, but MGM has always been like so huge. I mean, that's pretty amazing, but kind of run by some big jerks, really. That's a pretty big buy. It is a very big buy and it's not the only big buy. The other one, um, Kind of like a more of a merger acquisition. Uh, Warner Media is branching off of AT and T and was bought up by Discovery in a forty three dollar forty three dollar forty three billion dollar merger. And so Warner Media, we're talking all of the DC Comics uh, movies, the DC Comics world, um, the Harry, I think Harry Potter's all through that. So anything you can think of that's in the Warner Media world, HBO Max, all that. Um, is now going to be under this Warner Media Discovery, um, and it could change the future of uh, for those of us that are superhero nerds. That's crazy. Um, what's going to happen with DC? Um, because they now need to make a decision whether they're going to actually keep it or sell it. Who had um, the forty three billion? Discovery. Wow. They bought it from AT and T. Yeah, that's a that's a lot. Um, but the. <laughs> One of the things out there floating is that Disney may end up buying DC. So we'll see what happens with that. Oh. Yeah. 
That's going to be interesting. Depends if, if Warner wants to offload it or not. But Why would they offload? Because they can't, are running it into the ground. Oh, DC. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Except that you watched DC is the Justice League, right? Justice League, is DC. Titans, anything on CW. Right. Those are all DC properties. And you watched the four-hour show. I did. Um, and we can talk about it later or we can talk about it shortly. Um, in short, if you're a comic fan and you like the DC stuff, watch the four-hour. It's worth it just because it expands on the story okay. for each character better than the trunicated Joss Whedon version. Um, and it gets... I don't mind the grittiness that the DC world went with stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, I'm fine. I feel like it's a good difference between the two uh, studios. Um, and Joss Whedon's movie kind of took that out of there. I did a review on that several years ago. Um, I didn't really enjoy that. I just thought it was like a bad treatment of the characters. Um, this, I feel, you know, you either like him or you hate him, but Zack Snyder has a vision. Mm-hmm. He has a style. And when that style gets interrupted, it's very noticeable. Um, and to see his style throughout the whole thing, even though it was four hours long, and what's even surprising is there's more footage that was on the cutting floor that never made this, um, is bonkers to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, if, if you're a superhero not you've probably already watched it so it, it's not like i'm trying to convince you if you're somebody that's on the fence as to whether you should spend four hours if you're not invested in i forgot comic characters <laughs> if you're not invested in comic characters it's not going to be a good use of your four hours i mean i probably watch it and probably be, it's a good i think it would be a good way to spend the afternoon yeah it's it's much darker than the original justice league there i mean there's a noticeable turn in the way it approaches the characters and their responses to situations. What's it rated? Um, Is it 13 or R? Uh, did they go R with it? I know it's wor- It's worse than what the other one was. Okay. So it's but not... Off the top of my head, I, I don't know. Is it worse than uh, the worst Marvel movie? Like the, the most, like... Um... Like Marvel movies are closer to G rated for the the most part. Somewhat. They they've read if you go from the beginning kind of Well, I was I was gonna say if you go from the beginning of the Marvel films to Endgame, they are gradually pushing the envelope just a little bit. They're you know, let's see what we can get away with. And you know, Endgame between Endgame and Infinity Wars that's a lot of people dead. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's a lot of tears. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and and if you and if you go back through the other films, there's not a lot of death. There's death, but there's not a lot of death. Mm-mm. And the stuff that you see, it's usually the the quick cut where you know somebody or comes they're down not and, dead. Yeah, or they're not dead, but they usually get beat up. But um, yeah, that that is not DC. DC is full on. I mean, Jason's a you DC see head, person. You see heads come off and blood coming out of the head. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised. But yeah, Jason's it, it's, out. It's more grounded in like, hey, you know, somebody gets stabbed or somebody gets 
I mean, beheadings is a little bit much. But There's a reason for it, though. Okay. I mean, I'll still probably watch it. I'll probably watch it with Jason. Well, I don't know if he has four hours of time. I really don't. But, and if we waited, like, it could take us Hey, months. my daughter sat through it with me. I was shocked. I she sat the whole the whole four hours with me through it. I used to sit and watch Gone with the Wind all the time. And that's about four hours. That's got an intermission built into it. I know. <laughs> I did skip that part. <laughs> anyway. Um, it's like Gettysburg. I think Gettysburg has two intermissions. Does it really? I think so. And they, they when they built the VHS set, they built it so that the intermission <laughs> lasted. Like right as the VHS ended, you put the other one in. <laughs> I that don't was remember. The I don't remember. No, they have the full intermission in the, like the full thing. In, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, I saw Gettysburg in the theater, and I remember I'm like, like, what is this? What what's an intermission? What are we doing? My dad's like, yeah, we this just take a break, <laughs> get up, walk around, and now we're like, you know, we get movies like Endgame that are three hours plus. That nope, no intermission. And everybody's trying not to drink too much because they don't want to have to go to the bathroom. Pace. And, pace. Yeah. Or you get two cups. <laughs> okay, moving on. So, yeah, um, there's so much more news in the world. There's a, you know, we go through it all. There's plenty of people that have passed on, um, but I'm, I, I don't have any of them off the top of my head. But, yeah. Um, but, you okay. know, we even missed the Oscars. We didn't. We didn't catch back up on who won the Golden Globes. We didn't even talk about who won the Oscars. Um, that's how long it's been since we've been here. We did we, you watch the Oscars? I did not. I had no interest. There was nothing that drew I, me to watch it this year. You know, it's interesting. I did watch it, and after I saw who won stuff, but I, I was glad. I, I was exhausted, and then I, for the first time. Since I started watching him, I don't know how old I was. I went to bed before they were over. I went to bed before Best Picture, and I actually the last three. Well, they did it out of order. They did because Best Picture wasn't even the last thing. They done. did it totally out of order, and they did it. It was Best Actor was the last because one. I feel like they thought Chadwick was going to win. Yeah. And it, and he didn't and I feel that's how it was built up, and yeah. Congratulations, Anthony Hopkins, and show. That's right. I mean, it, <laughs> it was, was. It could not have ended any quicker. I mean, it was like roll credits. He's not even there to accept the award. I know. <laughs> he didn't think he was going to get it. I mean, he really didn't, and he was like he was very gracious in his speech. I thought. The next day when he had to. But Anthony Hopkins can read the ingredients off a cereal box and sound gracious. The dude. I know, but he's. There, there's nothing he does that I can't I, 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 I watched that movie. That was The Father, right? Uh-huh. And I. Um, it was just Anthony Hopkins. Well, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it was he, he did a good job of acting. I, I, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But you know, they have surprised us in the past with some. But compared strange. to his, to compared to Chadwick's performance in Ma Rainey, 
I no. It's it's, it's a different not, level. It's a different level, and you shouldn't put them. You shouldn't have like everything. You shouldn't know everything, but we do know everything. So just knowing everything that was going on, and probably the pain he was in, any anything that, but that performance. I don't know. I just, I mean, I think everybody was kind of shocked by it, but whatever. I don't know. We can move on from it. It's just another one of those. Yeah. Hopefully next year will be a much better. I hope so. But like the Golden Globes might not even come back next year. I don't know I if think, I watch them. Is it NBC or Did ABC? Whoever them? was hosting them said that they're not going to host them next year. And so they have no home I right think now. A lot of people are returning theirs. Yeah. They they got themselves into some trouble because of the way that the backdoor stuff that they were doing and I never really was it Ryan Coogler they offered Ryan Coogler a <laughs> a spot or it might have been the Oscars one of the two offered him a spot and he turned it down and says that's not the way to fix your uh, diversity problem <laughs> I I don't know I I've never. I've always watched the Golden Globes because I think it's fun to see the TV people and the movie people together. Um, but I've never held too much stock in who wins. Yeah, they just—they've always annoyed me because they're always too close to the Oscars, and and the Oscars change their date, and the Globes change their date, and the Globes change no, their date, like and the Oscars it, change their date. It's like just no, it just seems it. like a, like a popularity yeah. thing because when the tourist. When they were nominating Angelina, when they were nominating, I'm sitting there like thinking, they're nominating just to get them there. I don't know. I feel like that's what it was. But okay, we'll move on. To, let's see here, trailers. Right? Yeah, there's tons of new trailers out. <laughs> I saw, I mean, I. There I, are there are lots of them. I watched, as we we're sitting there watching Quiet Place, I'm like. Oh, haven't seen that. Well, haven't seen that. Oh, and they were all horror movie stuff, but I was Lots like, I haven't seen a single one of these trailers. There were, um, and you didn't write any da- down. No. I was hoping Because there was would. nothing that intrigued me enough to I like, know, let's you, go watch this. I, I actually took some off. And then Emma, Emma went and saw Cruella, and she's like, oh, we got to see all these trailers. Yeah. And one that's not on here was uh, Shang-Li and also The Eternals. Both of the trailers for those two Marvel movies came out. I didn't see them. I didn't um, see those trailers. Yeah, they should. I went to see Cruella. Oh, yeah. The new Shang Li, which is coming we went out to in the premiere. a couple months. This premiere thing. And then The Eternals with Angelina Jolie, since we're already talking about her. Um, Later in November. Yeah, we, we didn't see that. We didn't see those, but whatever. Um, and actually, I had just seen this reminiscence um which has uh Hugh Jackman and Rebecca Ferguson who were together in The Greatest Showman Rebecca Ferguson was the one who lip-synced really well <laughs> and uh it is directed by Lisa Joy who also did Westworld so I did not see Westworld, but um, a lot of people did, and a lot of people liked it. I'm trying to think. Rebecca Ferguson might have appeared in Westworld. 
Really? So there might be a connection between the two of them. She's there. actually been in something else recently that I've seen, but I always can't ever remember. Uh, anyway, it's about a scientist who discovers how to relive your past and searches for his lost love. So it's um, when I saw the trailer, I remember thinking, okay, it's kind of playing off of, of you know some ideas of a lot of different types of movies. But, um, you know, I'd probably go see it. But it did seem, it did seem a little, I don't know, kind of like, okay, we're just going to rip off a whole bunch of different movies, but we're going to make a new thing out of it. It's okay. That's okay. Um, Hugh looked pretty good in it. I will say that he looks, he's aging well. Yeah, huge look. Huge. Hugh looks like he's found the uh, secret sauce to not aging like uh, Tom Cruise does. I don't know if they have work done, but men don't really have to have that much work done. I don't know. Well, we live in a stupid society where. For some reason, the women of Hollywood feel pressured to doing work when Angel- they really don't need to. Angelina, I didn't think needed to. And when I saw her, we can talk about her later, but I, I was really disappointed. But anyway, so I also saw The Suicide Squad 2. Um, it actually has a name. Yes. Uh, did you see the Red Band trailer or was it just the normal green one? Because the Red Band trailer is pretty nasty. I think I have the normal one. Okay. The red band one uh, was the one that I saw, and that was had uh, King Shark just tearing people apart left and right. I don't think I saw that one. Mm -mm. Um, But I haven't seen the first one yet, um, even though I heard it was really good. Um, It was okay. A lot of people liked it. They're kind of approaching this one as like a, reboot of sorts even though it's got some of the same characters so there's not much of a connection between the two of them except for some of the same characters are in both of them so I think you'll be able to watch it without not even thinking about the first one hmm. this one's got a ton of new people in it a lot of funny characters and it's by James Gunn from Guardians of the Galaxy nice speaking of Guardians real quick as we veer off into another We're direction. good at veering. Um, do you think that they're going to replace... I'm, I'm not... Guardians of the Galaxy is not one of my Marvel favorites, although it is in my home, other people. Um, so he's one of the Chris's, right? Chris... Pratt. Pratt. Do you think that they'll replace Chris Pratt or keep him? He's still on for three Okay. Yeah. Just curious. Um, and then next, I, I, this one was interesting. So I saw Roadrunner, which is a film. It's about, it's called Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain. And I found it, it's a documentary. I found it very I think it's going to be interesting because of all of the different um, ways that you see him. And I think a lot of people have seen him in like one light. And I I thought it looked really interesting. I thought it looked, um, 
it, it was I didn't I don't never really watched his show, but Jason has always really enjoyed him. Um, and I think that I love when we get to have light shed on someone that we only know in a certain way. And then we get to see them in a completely different way. I love that. I mean, I don't know, just because we see them as like more human in a weird way, or you find something that maybe you can identify with. So I, I love documentaries like that. So anyway, yeah, I got I got to go back and kind of I I did a couple episodes of his show. Um, I'm just not a big food person, mm-hmm. but like I like the approach to his film that was more travel based mm-hmm. instead of just food. I do too. Um, and I know that as that show progressed, it got way better. Um, just cause I think he discovered who he is and just let it be himself as he went on. I think, I think in the beginning he says something like, this doesn't have a happy ending. Which kind of, I, oh, I thought, and Roadrunner in yeah, the trailer. It's kind of ironic. Anyway, I, um, I fast forwarded, I started watching it and then I kind of skipped a little bit to the end of Space Jam. I didn't see the first Space Jam. And um, only because I just, I. The new one's out? No, this one, um, this was Space Jam, A New Legacy. This is just a trailer I saw. Oh, okay. Yeah. And this is with LeBron James. So um, just letting you know that actually, when is that coming out? Let me find it for you. Um, it looks like, watch it be out. Um, I can't, oh, they're not used to. So July 16th. So July 16th is when you can see that. Hopefully in the movie theater. I don't know. Some of these would. It'll be both. You can see it in the theater and on HBO Max. Um, yeah, some actually had things like um, this is going to be um, released in the theaters and 31 days later, like it'll say, 31 days later it will hit HBO Max. It's kind of interesting. Snake Eyes, which is a G.I. Joe Origins, um, same thing. It's kind of one of those... Um, Movies where I never got into GI Joe because I oh come on I didn't, you are a perfect GI Joe fan I I don't know anything about GI oh. Joe uh, one of the things that intrigues me about the Snake Eyes GI Joe is is it's um, I don't have the actor's name off the top of my hand but he's from a show that I've been watching on HBO Max um, I'll that, give you that his I've name. been catching up on is his name Henry Henry Golding. Andrew Koji or some, yeah. Is it Henry Golding? I don't know. He, he's in The Warrior on HBO Max. Um, I think there's three seasons of The Warrior. It's like, oh, I don't know if I put that in my stuff before. Maybe I'll talk about that later. I'm hmm. working my way through that series. I don't have any series that I'm working through. 
Um, I believe that is it for the trailers, even though I know that there are more. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of them, but there's I, a lot of horror trailers. There's just a lot of horror movies coming out this summer. I think they just that's the time they come out. That and Halloween. Yeah, there was one I saw um, called Old, where they basically go onto a beach, and they all start aging, and they can't escape the beach. And they go through all the stages of getting old. So, like, one minute, like, the kids are babies. The next minute, they're teenagers. Hmm. Yeah. I did not see that. That was the only one out of the Quiet Place ones that stuck out. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and then they played the Devil's Conjuring oh, trailer yeah. as well. And that just looks stupid. <laughs> Sorry. Mo- most it. horror films look stupid to me just because they right it's all variations of a theme after a while um in theaters coming up in theaters or let's see maybe in theaters now so in the heights is coming out june 10th we have tickets for june 12th um and then peter rabbit is coming out on the 11th you can, if you live in an area, it's possible that if you go to Cinemark, um, or, I mean, it's possible. I didn't look at AMC. I don't know. Yeah, AMC has got it already. So you can um, look for advanced tickets. So I would go on if you're like, you know. Uh, AMC Stubbs member. If you're a Stubbs member, I'm both. I'm Stubbs. Reactivated. And by- I, yes. Yeah. And Cinemark, I do both, but I, we, I tend to go clear out to I tend to dry further for some reason um I wish Cinemark IMAX was closer I just half an hour a half an hour trip to go see a movie is hard so I have to make it worth it for me has to be a really good movie or something good to see on IMAX it's only 20 see I grew up driving 20 minutes you're closer than I am it's it's 27 minutes from here to IMAX so okay you would never have I drove 27 minutes to go see a movie my entire childhood. So our closest town was had a movie theater, was Great Bend, Kansas, and it was 25 miles away. And, yeah, there's three movies you could see. Um, so in the, height, in the Heights is coming, there's 12 Mighty Orphans. Um, you can get these all. You can get advanced tickets for um, Queen Bee. The House Next Door, um, and... F9. Yeah. Those action junkies out there. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about the F9. Um, <laughs> Completely ridiculous. <laughs> I just... I I just... I just don't like them now. I don't know. I never really... Oh, it, it, it totally went from street racing to... Insane. Just a step below Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah. And then if you're in a, in a city uh, that has Fathom events, um, you can look up some stuff. There's like a, I, I, a Florida Georgia line, yeah. the concert thing. I don't know. There. They just had Raiders of the Lost Ark on over the weekend. Um, Children of the Sea, My Fear. Sorry, My Fair Lady, which is, uh, and then a 20, 25th anniversary of Jerry Maguire. I just want to tell you. That at the University of Kansas, when I was a 
a, well, my fourth year, <laughs> guy, I had five years. So my fourth year, I was a Patriot Films coordinator, and I brought Jerry Maguire in because we could bring in like um, some new movies. Like so, that was like a movie. So we brought in Jerry Maguire, and I cannot believe it was twenty five years ago. I mean, I'm just in shock. And again, he still looks the same age. He doesn't, though. He really doesn't. He really doesn't. But it's so funny because... Oh, you don't watch that show. This Is Us had this huge episode about Jerry Maguire. I just thought it was really funny. Um, and The Birdcage will be there, too. So uh, lots of fun movies you can go back and see on the big screen. Uh, I just think it's kind of cool. So check out Fathom Events. And then we can lead into some things that are going, that are streaming at this point. Yeah. Or coming up. Moving into the streaming world. What's over on Netflix? We got. Okay. So. um, Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth. We started watching that. You did? Yeah. Okay. It's executive produced by Robert Downey Jr. and based off of a graphic novel. I did hear that he was producing it. So what did you think? We've only watched the first one, first episode. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll go back to it. We've got some other things to finish up. But I like the production quality. Will Forte is in it for a very short time. I'm guessing that he's going to probably come back in future episodes in flashbacks. It's kind of weird. I hate shows that like Bill, like, hey, we got a big star as part of this, and then they get rid of him <laughs> in the first episode. Uh, yeah, it's like, no, nah, I think. I so think. this one we can, the, the, they're all out, right? Um, or do you have to wait? Looks I think like they, I think they like are all out. all out. It looks like they're yeah. all out. Moxie's so, been out for a while, so you don't have to wait, which is nice. Which is nice. We got some anime on there. I know. You're digging in. I have anime people in my house, and I have an anime fan uh, that comes over. Uh, One of Zoe's fans, or Zoe's friends, Ani East is an anime fan. So, anyway, um, and then Kendra made me basically sat me down and said, You've got to watch this. I, uh, I have actually never heard of Bo Burnham. Have you? Nope. Um, I guess, so Kendra is 20 years younger than I am. So she knew all about him and she used to watch him when he was young on YouTube because he was a YouTuber, I guess. And he played silly songs, I don't know. But um, this says stand-up. It says stand-up, but it's called Inside. This is not a stand-up, because stand-up to me sounds like, oh, it's stand-up comedy, it's going to be funny. There are some funny parts in it, um, but there's a lot of stuff that just, it, it, he gets right to the gut of stuff. I mean, he um, did stand-up for a long time, and then he started having panic attacks on stage, so he took a break for about... 10 years worked on some stuff um he actually wrote and directed um 13 and he was in um 
not 13. Sorry. Eighth grade. Eighth grade is the movie. I apologize. So eighth grade. And then he was also in the movie Promising Young Women. Young. And um, right when he was about to go back, he said, I'm finally ready to go back. January 2020. And then something funny happened. He never says COVID. He just says something funny happened. And so this is him, you know, trying to put together a piece of um, work, I guess. Um, And he's in a room about maybe about this size. Like he, it's kind of like a really, really nice shed kind of thing. Um, when I saw it, I was like, there's no way this is a shed, Kendra. I mean, this is like, he's in an attic or something. No. Um, but he starts it out. It's really, he has funny songs and then he says, okay, well, I've been working on this for six months. Um, I, you know, I'm just going to keep working on it because if I stop working on it, then, uh, then I won't have anything to do he gets pretty dark I mean he says I basically did this so I wouldn't put a bullet in my head I mean he got pretty depressed you see a lot of um the depression he goes through you see a lot of his like way of um attacking the internet in a way like he has a great song about the internet and in there's a great write-up on uh, about, about him in the um, New York Times last Sunday, and then NPR did a wonderful interview with him. It's 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 a really. I wrote a lot of notes, but I definitely think it's worth watching, and I think that it's. I think. It's, you can grab onto something. There are some things that are funny. Don't think you're not going to laugh. But there are also some things where, um, that kind of like get to you. Like, oh crap. I mean, it may mean something different to him, but there were things that he sang about that meant something different to me. Like, I was like, oh, well, that actually, that, I know he was singing about that, but that's not what it meant to me. So, um, he has really, great observations and I um I did play the when if you hear it the internet song now no it is not for children but I had just had a huge conversation with my with Zoe who is 11 about the internet and about how if you go along in the internet you know you could be searching and searching and searching you know and find something and you can't unsee it you know you you may be looking for something innocent and you roll upon something and you you know and I kept trying to explain to her look you can't just you can't just just go and go haywire in here and that's kind of what he was talking about um but a little bit of you know a little bit of everything all the time and apathy I mean apathy's a tragedy and boredom is a crime this whole thing but anyway i definitely say go and watch that it's on netflix um he actually netflix he is on the top there's three of his shows right now that are in the top 10 
Um, and then there's Demon Slayer, which is on Netflix. Actually, the movie came out. Was um, They said if you finish the first season of Demon Slayer, you could go to the movie. I did have friends that did go. Um, they did play it here um, for a limited time. But this Demon Slayer is probably the biggest... It, well, I guess it's the biggest um, anime that's come out from Japan since Spirited Away was huge and won Academy Award. Um, but the series is it's pretty, it's violent. It's pretty, it's pretty it's interesting. It's beautifully done, but I've only seen the first episode and I was like, not in the mood for it right then. So I was like, okay. Um, Moxie. That is... Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. And I hear wonderful things about it. I really want to see it. I. It's about... It's about teenagers. And that's really all I know. But I hear it's fantastic. Um, the woman in the window, I started watching and then I decided I'm going to stop and read the book first. The book is kind of, uh, I'm trying trying to get through it. Um, I don't know if the movie's the same way, but it has Amy Adams and Gary Oldman and Julianne Moore. And, you know, I don't know if I can really recommend it or not, but it's on Netflix. And then, um... Kendra and Kevin, her Sigfig, is they're watching Cas- uh, Castlevania, which is also anime, and that is definitely an R. Um, but it's has four seasons. But it was like when it, the fourth season came out, it was like one of the top ten watched things in America. I mean, it was huge. And then you have one. Yeah, I'll talk about this a little bit later. Um, Jupiter's Legacy is on there. That came out a couple weeks ago. It's uh, part of the Mark Millar universe. Millar was a comic book oh. guy. They bought Netflix, bought all the rights to all of his graphic novels, and this is one of his. Cool. It was their attempt at creating a multi-universe a la DC and Marvel. Okay. And we'll talk about how that goes. Okay. Um, on Netflix coming soon, I'm just going to say, let's see here. We have uh, Fatherhood with Kevin Hart coming out June 18th. Awake, which is about people that can't sleep and they have to figure something out. I don't know. That's like what I got from the trailer. Look kind of interesting. That's coming out June 9th. Wish Dragon coming out June 11th. The Ice Road June 25th. Uh, America, which is, um, it's called America, the motion picture. And it's, and it, it's not for kids. I'm sorry. I looked, I watched the trailer oh and I gosh. was laughing the whole time. It's funny, but it's not for kids. It's June 30th. 100% based on historical fact. <laughs> <laughs> Emma's sitting there. She's like, nope. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. And then good on paper comes out on June 23rd. Um, there was another one in there um, that I think it's on there now. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I don't know if I will. 
Um, but it's, I think it's called Stowaway. I think it's got Anna Kendrick and Daniel Day Kim in it. Oh, I didn't see that Out one. In Space. I think it's Anna Stowaway? Kendrick. Stowaway? Yeah, I think it's Anna Kendrick. I was watching one that is in space, and I can't even think of what it's called right now. But it, um, yes, Anna Kendrick, Tony Collette, and Daniel Day Kim. Okay. Um, it's been on there for a couple of weeks. I think it came out around the same time Jupiter's Legacy did. I just, I didn't have a chance to watch Stowaway? it. Stowaway? I can write that down. I can put it on the list. I can put a trailer to it. Um, and then. This is how fritzy my brain's been. I can't remember. It was two weeks ago or two months ago that it came out. That's okay. That's okay. It's still in my. Because Netflix's new releases and trending, it's still in there in one of those two, and they're typically both always the same. Hulu, I am really okay. I don't watch. Modoc is on Hulu. Okay. Modoc is a Marvel property. Um, if you're familiar with anything in Marvel, Modoc has a really big, huge head and floats in a chair and he's extremely smart that that's his big superpower and uh they made a comedy puppet show but it's like claymation type puppet um that is basically like a behind the scenes of modok and running aim so it's kind of filmed in the style of like how something the office would be filmed Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of thing, but it's got a lot of good names. So Patton Oswalt is the voice of Modoc. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg's on there. Nathan Fillion's on there. Um, Ben Schwartz from Parks and Rec is on there. Um, but it's it's funny. It's got its moments. Um, but the fact that Marvel let one of their properties be treated like this interesting. is interesting to me. And Hulu is owned partially or majority by Disney. So this is a, one of their ways of oh, okay. letting one of their, cause there's a, it's a lot more closer to being R rated fair than anything else. Marvel is allowed to be put out under the Disney banner. So um, they throw it onto Hulu so it can. Interesting. I can see it. They have all these little tricks to the trade. Well, that was, that was what we were thinking was going to happen is that's how Disney was going to release their R rated. Marvel movies was really some under the Hulu banner. Oh, okay. Um, but we don't know yet. That's still, we'll find out when Deadpool comes out. Cause that'll probably be the first official R rated under Disney. Got it. Got it. Um, love Victor season two is on Hulu right now. Um, and from the same producers as love Simon. Yes. So it's the same people. I, There's like three things, right? There's Love Simon, Love Victor, and and then no, I just and then this is the second season of Love Victor. Yeah, but there's another thing in the trilogy thingy. There is, okay. Well, it's by the same guy who does Love Simon, and there's something else, but it's not called Love something. It's called something else. I apologize for not knowing that one, but I don't. I only know it because it popped up on the screen when the trailer came up. Um. I would say, let's see here, um, Master Chef. If you like that, the season eleven, Jeesh premiere. 
is on June 3rd, which has passed us by. So hopefully you caught that. But um, that's the 11th is June is uh, Love Victor. And then um, there's a lot of movies on there that I'm just sort of ee about. Dave season two premiere is on June 17th. Um, and there's a, let's see here, um, Bratz the movie. Yeah, that would kind of terrify me. It's June 29th, so I'm not really sure about that one. <laughs> but I did, um, there were a couple that were on there that, uh, that, so Attack on Titan, the fourth season came out. That's an anime um, show. In case anybody's watching Attack on Titan, that started. And then F- Flashpoint's been on there for quite some time. There are five seasons. Came, it came out of Canada. And it, this is sort of like a from the vault type of thing. Yeah. It, was, uh, um, it actually aired simultaneously on CBS for the first two and a half maybe three seasons on CBS. So it was CBC and CBS and then it just disappeared. And then I got Hulu and found out, Hey, I can actually finish watching the series because they had the rest of the two seasons. on that there. Kevin, it's Kevin's, um, who's one of my new roommates now. It's his favorite show. It's noticeably different going into season four. Interesting. I don't know if it it was the funding or something, but it was like I got into season four. I'm like, this feels different. It doesn't feel like the show that I was watching. I'll ask him. Interesting. I. That's what I have for Hulu. So we can move into Disney Plus if that is okay with you. It's always okay with me. Okay, so... You're running the show today, not me. I don't mean to. Um, (laughs) I'm perfectly okay with you running the show. um, We have Star Wars Bad Batch came on the scene. I've watched two episodes so far. Do you like it? I do. Um, Good. You know, it takes... Clone Wars... um, If you watch Clone Wars, you'll like Bad Batch. You know, it... Especially the later Clone Wars okay. got better. Bad Batch just kind of picks up off of that because if you watch the last couple episodes of the Clone Wars, they introduce the Bad Batch. So you get to know who they are and this just expands upon that. So curious. If you just sit down and haven't watched any of those things and you watch Bad Batch, are you going to be sitting there completely clueless? Or could you just sit down and watch this? You'd be a little bit lost as to like where these characters came from and how they fit in. If you go back through, because the last season of Clone Wars kind of set up um, the kill order on the Jedi. Okay. Um, that is kind of happens, you know, you, you get it in um, was that episode three. Um, I mean, when the, goodness. When that, when, <laughs> you know, the kill order for all the. Um, Stormtroopers. They weren't stormtroopers at the time, but they right. were to turn on all the Jedi's, and um, so that ex- that's in Got it. the last couple episodes of Clone Wars, and then it bridges over into the Bad Batch, and okay, um, so basically no, 
Right. And it just kind of explains where the, these guys came from, why they're different from the rest of the clones. Um, okay. Um, I'm mentioning this because there's a lot of people, kids, adults that are watching it. Um, High School Musical, the musical, the series. Um, with Joshua Bassett and Olivia Rodrigo. If you haven't heard of Olivia Rodrigo, <laughs> she sings Driver's License, which blew up. And then uh, her new album, Sour, came out. And she's doing rather well for herself. I will say she's a much better songwriter than Joshua Bassett. Um, just comparing. I was actually... I've been, I mean, Zoe just had me listen to Driver's License, like, for the first time, I'd never heard it, and um, I I, uh, I kind of think that, that was, she did a good job. She went through a little breakup, and then, so, the big thing is because Joshua Bassett broke up with her, they were dating on the show, and they're in real life, and then he broke up with her. To be, um, I can't even think of her name now. She's the blonde from the show that had, so it's going to kill me. Oh, it was a show that was on when we were little and then like he had, he became a teacher and then he had two girls, he had a girl and then she had, um, Topanga. Yes, that whole thing. Boy Meets World. Yes, and this And then there was Girl Meets World. Yes, it's the blonde from Girl Meets World. And I can't think of her name, and I actually really like her. (laughs) Like the daughter from Girl Meets World? No, her best friend, Okay. the blonde. And I really like her. I can't think of her name right now, but they didn't stay together long. How I made that that filled that connection, I don't know. That's pretty impressive, (laughs) but... If you watch the videos the way, you know, your tween might make you watch the videos, you can see all the little things. Look, this is when they broke up. And then this is his song, back to this song. And then this is her answer song. And then this, and then the the blonde, which I'm so mad at. It sounds at. like a younger version of Taylor Swift. And well, her songs that of, she would write about her celebrity breakups. Yes, and yeah, and then their songs that they would write about their celebrity. <laughs> this girl... Is in my major movie. I feel like that means she's. I think she's going to be. Am I going to? I'm going to have to look her up. Mm. I apologize. I'll insert it. Also on Disney right now, you can watch all ten episodes of The Mighty Ducks: Game Changers with Emilio and Lorelai. We started watching that, um, and man, it got a bad review from. It started going downhill, and yeah, I I don't know. I watched them. It's she. That's definitely fits into one of those rainy day things. Like yeah, if you're I you've guess. got absolutely nothing else on your absolutely plate nothing. to watch. The last three episodes, I think, are better than everything else. Like when Emilio starts getting a little bit more involved, and the whole I'm thing so that surprised. endeared me, the thing that endeared me to the original Mighty Ducks is Emilio's complete, like, disinterest in helping. Like, he was 
not wanting to help kids and he didn't want to, and then getting dragged in whether he wanted to or not. I just think he plays that part well as a guy who just does not want to be involved or do anything. Um, so when he does that, I think it's at its best. Um, when it tries to be cutesy Mm -hmm. and I think Lorelai's, I don't know what's her name. No, you're right. It's Lorelai. Well, it's Lorelai. I just feel like it's too. It's her basically doing this part. I know I that's terrible. Mighty Ducks felt like it was for a much broader audience, whether you were younger or older. This is highly geared towards if you're an eight year old to a 10 year old, I think mm-hmm. like it's a very narrow, like even the ages of the kids, they're, they're supposed to be playing a little bit older. They do not feel like teenagers. They feel like younger than teenagers. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was but that it might be their actual real ages, whereas like everything else we watch when they're supposed to be a 16 year old and they're actually a 26 year old. Right. Um, I don't know. But I felt like I was watching a show that was for much younger children than I think a, I watched something that should be episodes, around a teenager. And I was just kind of, eh. I didn't need to watch anymore. Um, I just wanted to see where it was going. I wanted to see Emilio just be Emilio and. You know, I like Emilio Estevez a lot. I like him better than... His brothers. Yeah. Um, He did a book... And I like his... Charlie. I like Martin Sheen. I love Martin Sheen. Martin I, Sheen? But I like That's the... President Kennedy, you I idiot. I know, but I like Emilio. Sorry. Like, I, I like Emilio and Mighty Ducks. I was... <laughs> that, that's Emilio. I me. was quoting Goonies. Did you get it at all? What did you say? Oh my gosh, you don't even listen to me, do you? That was Martin Sheen. Processing. Martin Sheen. That was that's President Kennedy, you idiot. Well, same thing, same difference. And he played Kennedy once. Anyway, he's they they now have pop heads. He's who the Goonies? Yes, there's four of them. Oh, Mikey, Data, <gasps> Sloth, uh, Sloth, and Chunk. So I got to try to get myself a chunk. And he's lifting his shirt to do the truffle shuffle. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Mikey? Mikey has the map. Mikey. Sorry. Um, I'm, That's, they only have four? Yeah. A lot of their, like, because um, they're specialty things, they kind of only do, like, a limited, like, let's pick out a couple of them. That's weird. Anyway, um, Emilio Estevez did, uh, he wrote a book with his father. And if you get it on Audible, um, they are both they're both speaking. It's wonderful. There is a great movie. I liked it. Um, that is Emilio and his father in it. It's about them uh, following a trail. That's the book. Is that what the book is? Yeah, it's fantastic. I I love the movie. Well, you you would love the book. Well, if, I mean, I like listening to it on Audible because I loved hearing their voices. I mean, and I'm sorry, I could listen to Martin Sheen read anything. I love Martin Sheen. You know, I love President Bartlett. I love yeah. and I just, Emilio so now. Many s- Emilio sounds like Martin Sheen. I know he it looks like eerie. Martin Sheen. Is eerie. That's when I things I kept saying. I was like, "Oh my gosh, he looks so much like his father. He looks so much like his father." And so I said, "Mom, I said, look at him. It's President Bartlett because <laughs> she used to watch West Wing." Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, oh, 
So it's kind of funny. Um, All right. Amelia Love okay. Fest is done. <laughs> yeah, okay. What else is coming to Disney Plus? Okay. So big drum roll. I can't even believe I just said that. From the first episode, then to watch this one. Two more days until Loki comes on Disney Plus and our household is going to go insane. The moment we've all been waiting for. It has. Owen Wilson joining the MCU. (laughs) I know. I I was like, what? But um, Tom Hiddleston has been part of our family for a while before Marvel. Um, Candace loved him forever. Whatever. Um, she loves you to- two Toms. Well, we have Tom Holland too. That's Zoe's favorite. And anyway, but Tom Hiddleston, um, we almost named our dog Loki. It was crazy, but we did not. Um, and then Jason came in and all he said was, I read an article and basically they've put so much money into Loki that it's going to make, uh, WandaVision. Look like, what do you say? WandaVision look like bullshit or something. Like it's going to be, it's going to be like nothing compared to what they. I'm betting they're easily putting a hundred million dollars into each of these uh, Marvel series. I mean. The, The graphics alone on Falcon and Winter Soldier for the opening sequence. Yeah. What did you think about that? We didn't really talk about it because no, that came out in between. I like it. I mean, I'm I'm totally down. Like Bucky's it got one of my better f- as it went on. the The downside for it was of we had WandaVision put out, and it was very episodic in a very episodic way. This was a movie that was broken up into yes. episodes. So depending on how you approach viewing that. Like, I think you, if you go back now and watch it, just episode after episode after episode without having a week break, your feelings will probably go up. So we watched it. it every morning. It came every Friday morning, WandaVision, and then until school started, we got to watch it. And then that was it. Now we now I have to wait until after school, which really sucks for them. But sorry. Um, but yeah, so. And Julia Louise Dreyfus is character getting introduced in that show i think she was supposed to get introduced in black widow so black widow was supposed to be out before that show i felt bad because she just kind of new shut up the new captain marvel who is the son of not what's wrong Captain captain marvel captain america sorry the new the new the guy who was playing the new captain who they said this is a new captain america oh okay gotcha okay he's you know um goldie and kurt russell's son yeah and wyatt, wyatt russell wyatt russell and man did i not like him he, he was that was on purpose I, I know you were not supposed to like him i know but wow and he played it up well cuz he he kept the whole time every time he was doing press interviews he's like oh i think people will grow to like me and do no, this we did not go to like you but that that's the point it was u.s agent is supposed to be the guy that you just i know i just oh the casting even i didn't you, anyway man i think as u.s agent he'll be fine because he's kind of established that he's on that verge of somebody who wants to do right but he's also an asshole mm-hmm. and that's 
that's U.S. agent to a T. He's just, he's I, that kind of guy. He's not Steve. And we kept missing. That's all the girls. We miss Steve. We miss Steve. We miss Steve. Oh my gosh. I heard we miss Steve so much. I, it's, yeah, lots of, I, we miss yeah. Steve. But I was personally, I was always hoping that Bucky would take up the shield. So are we. But because oh. how they wrote it in the comics, I knew that it was going to be Sam. I mean, it was always going to be Sam. I know. It's just. We all, but it leaves something big for Bucky to step into going forward. Yeah, I just because he yeah. now has something bigger to move on from being the Winter Soldier. But you know, I was not sold on it, and I was just like, uh. but I'm telling you, that speech he gives is fantastic. Yep. It was fantastic. I was, I actually. I actually, did I cry or I teared up or something? I remember just was like, that was perfect. So the way they introduced him and sold, he just, boom, sold. So, um, yeah, I'm totally fine with it. And then now we have, um, there's, there's just like a, I think there's just a picture and there's, I didn't see any, there's like no preview. There was just like a picture or a, something of the new poster that has him. Um, oh, for Anthony the announcement Mikey. for Captain America 4? Yeah, Anthony Mackie. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that was it. They were just waiting until the last episode to kind of reveal that. And did you notice that Bucky changed? Bucky changed the way he looked from the beginning till the end? I think it's because he came right out of playing um, in that Tom Holland movie that we hated. I hated so much um, because it was so depressing and awful with all these great. Yeah, the people. one on Netflix. Yeah, and then he came right into it, and then he just kept dropping. Like he kept dropping weight. It was weird. I was like, "Gosh, I mean, this is pretty." Obviously, it was odd. I didn't see that. We did, mm. and then I was just like, "He he looked he looked different from the first episode to the last episode." Is interesting. Well, I think there there is a there's a mental and a personal weight that has definitely changed, and that might have been something that was that's influenced in that is that he is a different person than he was in the first episode. Like he goes through a huge journey of being able to take all of the physical, mental weight of who he was and what he did and wrap that up by the end. And now he's moving on. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, being able to like the episode where he walks in mm-hmm. to the, the Asian and says, I killed your son. You know, I know. You know, and that and then the next scene is him handing her the book that's everything's crossed off. You know, he. He finished what he set out to do that he was struggling to do at the beginning. So it could be something that they just subtly, you know, you saw him losing weight, but it was actually him. His, the way he was playing the character might have changed too as he's going through these changes. Could have been. It was just mentally. I love, I love him as an actor. Every time I see him, I just, and then uh, Daniel Brew as uh, coming back as uh Baron 
Right. I know. I, I'm, my, my head is so out there right now. It's okay. Um, was perfect. Just watching him come back. And then the whole time I'm swearing at Sharon <laughs> as a traitor. Just like, Steve would hate you right now. <laughs> just I like, I'm, I was yelling that at my at least three or four times. I thought the last episode was great. Yeah, it brought everything together. I th- Maybe the last two episodes. I was, I was not depressed. The first episode any of the episodes. was very. I could have given. I just was like so not impressed. It was. I was just like okay, whatever. And then it got better and better. So I was really happy. That I felt like there was definitely. It definitely bet, got better. I bet you if you go watch it again now, without watching that break in between weeks. So that it flows like a movie now. You'll you see it's almost got that same ebb and flow of how they go. Okay. I'll try. Or is it just like the ball starts rolling. But hey, um, yeah, that was a long talk about That was. Sorry. We just went <laughs> off on that one. Um, Luca is coming out June 18th. That's on Disney+. Plus. Um, that's an animated cute little movie. It looks... Looks pretty cute. I'm sorry. But. Speaking of animated cute little movies, um, Raya and the Last Dragon is now available. Oh. It's been available as Premiere Access, which yes. Luca will now be on Premiere Access, but you can watch it now if you're a Disney subscriber. And we did. We are too. Um, definitely, of course we are. Um, and then... Black Widow, which my daughter has been waiting, well, daughters and Kendra, I'm just saying, um, have been waiting for forever. Like, it just kept me pushing it. It's like, how long are they just going to push this out? Um, so it's going to air on Disney Plus and going to be in the movie theaters. We will be having our butts in the movie theater um, to see Black Widow on July 9th. Um, I keep checking to see if they had advanced tickets yet. Advanced tickets yet? Not yet. Not yet. So I just keep waiting. Um, but I guess would be this week. I'm keep a month I, ahead of time. I keep waiting. Um, and then unfortunately, I saw the ad for Turner and Hooch. The one where they put the camera on Hooch. Just no. I just <laughs> oh. saw the picture saying Turner yeah. and Hooch, July sixteenth. Yeah, I. I I don't know who Josh Peck is. I don't do know I? who he is, um, I and I don't know how to feel about this, but... Why? 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 Why Mighty Ducks? That was... Uh, Emilio's still in it. I don't know. Anyway, and I think the people that came back... I don't, I never saw the original Mighty Ducks, but I'm assuming that the people that came in, the there guys... There was like five or six of the original team yeah, that came in. that's kind of cool. I thought that was cool. Um, so then we're going to move on to Amazon and now, um, you can rent my Salinger year, which, um, I believe has Sigourney Weaver in it. Yes, it does. And, um, that looks, that looks good. Um, there's pink all I know, which is kind of like a documentary, uh, Concert, that you know, whole thing. Um, and then I was kind of confused, but the book 
of saw, yeah. meaning. So the next three that you have, they're not just on Amazon. They are in theater movies that are also available for rent. Oh. So Spiral. Um, so oh, I'm sorry. the Saw series with uh, Carrie Ells was in the first Saw. Right. Um, okay. I'm so sorry. So it's it's from that. It's got Chris Rock and Sam Jackson in that. I was in the Amazon site. That's why. I'm sorry. It's okay. And then uh, the Dry with Eric Bana, and then Wrath of Man. Yeah. Okay. So those are all rentals that you can get. And you can also go see them in theater. Yes. They're all available in theaters right now. Wrath of Man is almost out of theater. I think it'll probably be out of theater soon. But that that's a Guy Ritchie film that I wanted to see. A garbagey. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. <laughs> you said garbagey. I was like, Lock, okay. stock, and two smoking barrels. Guy Ritchie. No, I know who Guy Ritchie used Madonna, to be. Madonna, Guy Ritchie. I was going to say that. <laughs> More people know him from Madonna no. than the movies that he made. Dude, <laughs> I was going to say Madonna, but I I know the movies, so don't. This is his second movie uh, within the last two years. Because um, he had the one last year with uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. And was, which was good fun. And this one's got Jason Statham in it, so I was hoping it was good fun. But And Apple TV on now, I is... Um, Liz- where Lizzie? Lizzie? Where? L-I-S-E-Y, I believe is the name. It's got, I think that's Julianne Moore is in that, um, based off a Stephen King book. Um, that just started or is starting this week. Uh, another one that's been on for a couple weeks is Mosquito Coast. I'm so jealous um, that you have been that you saw that. But again, why is that a movie or a series? Now it's a series. So it's got Justin Theroux in it, and his uncle is actually the guy who wrote the original Mosquito Coast or wrote the Mosquito Coast book. Um, huh. And uh, yeah, Justin Theroux is in it. I'm about six episodes in. Okay, I did see Palmer. By the way, which is excellent, and um, Justin Timberlake. It is Justin Timberlake. Um, I forgot he was Justin Timberlake. Yeah, his his he was great. His times that he's been in movies, not I. I he's been good at. I don't. He's, I can't fault him as being an actor. He seems to be one of those Renaissance people. Yeah, can't stand his music, but I've had no issues with his acting. None of his music? No. None of it? None. Not, wow. Not my cup of tea. Not a single album because they're different. Nothing. Okay. Yeah. I um, I do, I do enjoy, I do enjoy Justin Timberlake. But anyway, um, but see Palmer. Do see Palmer. I just think it is worth seeing. Yeah. It is not... I mean, it it really pulls at your heartstrings, but has such a great message. It's just that's so good. And then uh, coming so also out now is Mythic Quest season two. Um, I think I'm about halfway through that by now. And then coming soon is Ted Lasso season two, which you love. Yeah, it was a good show. You haven't watched it yet? No, I I haven't really watched. I no. Dude, Watch a couple episodes of Ted Lasso and let me know. I know. I'm trying to even I, get anything It's in. a slice of good. It is a slice of good. Okay. It is one of those few ones that I, I've watched and like, you know, this is a 
at its core, it's a good show. Think Jason would like it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's got just enough comedy, but it's got a good underlying story. And it only gets better. All right. Keep on going there. Um, That's about it that I got for Apple TV Plus. There's a bunch of other stuff that are coming on. Like They do. I th- don't know if it was on when we talked about it last time. You okay? Yep. <laughs> uh, the Billie Eilish um, film. Right. I think I might have talked about that last time. I can't remember when not. that came out. You did not. Um, yeah, I there was a seen it. there was a Billie Eilish documentary on there. It was mm-hmm. really good. I haven't seen it yet. It it's interesting because like, you know, that was be, this was before she became big. She had a video in her or camera in her face, and it's just it follows her throughout that whole thing and the background of her. But I mean, that's the generation that that's come up. You've got video everywhere, and. I'm making faces, but I'll tell you that's a backstory later. Um, I don't have anything for Peacock because even though I have Peacock, because I was like, okay, um, I forget. Yeah, there's. I don't, um, I don't have anything. I know, like, there's a couple new shows that are coming. There is one sh- new show that is on there now called Rutherford Falls. Um, and coincidentally enough, it, like, so it starts off about like. Um, this statue that's built in the middle of the road and everybody keeps running into it and it starts as this and I just found it funny because it's in New York I'm like huh that sounds like Geneseo which is just down the road from us there's a bear statue in the middle of the road that everybody keeps running into like five or six times a year so it's just a funny I didn't like, know that yeah Geneseo they keep running into the bear I, no I don't I've never seen the bear yeah Right, right smack dab in okay. the middle of the road. Really? Yeah. I'll have to go look. And so that was the that was the the hook that got me to start watching this show. Um, but it's actually about um, man, it's convoluted to talk about. But it's basically at its core, uh, Native American land in casino and this Rutherford Falls. Um, the main character is named Nathan Rutherford. He's a descendant of the founder of Rutherford. Uh, Rutherford Falls who got it from the Native Americans and his best friend runs the cultural center at the Native American casino and it just turns into this farce of like at the by the end of it we're getting close to the end um find out that Nathan's not a Rutherford after all even though he spent all of his life dedicated to like running the history museum of Rutherford Falls and his family he finds out he's not that. And it's alert there. So the casino <laughs> basically buying the town back um, from them to create basically what will become like a Williamsburg style um, thing. And his uh, best friend getting a huge cultural museum because her cultural museum was just a tiny little box in the casino. But it's got its moments. It's not the greatest thing. It's out there, but um, there are four or five shows that are in the works that I saw trailers for for Peacock, and I just think they're a little behind the ball, but I think when they come out, they'll be good. But um, in terms of movies and streaming, there's a ton that just came on there. Um, just classics, you know, the Jurassic Park. I don't think you got the Harry Potter, um, the Matrix trilogy. All these things are just 
popped on there. So if you're looking for, you know, summer stuff to watch, Peacock is the place to go. HBO Max is hard for me to figure out um, because, again, I don't have, I have HBO Max, but I can't ever, I go through Amazon to get there. It's very strange. And so I can never tell what I'm actually, if I'm watching an HBO Max thing or what. You have an Apple TV, right? I We have an Apple TV box that we have. Just install the HBO Max app and watch everything through the HBO Max app. I, I know, but that's out in the workout. It's like uh-huh. it's, it's not in our bedroom or anything. Um, I was going to write this down because I didn't have it. Um, Tina is on there. I have Tina. Yeah, there's been... You know, we we talked about a bunch of the, like the in theater same day releases. Um, there's been a couple shows that have popped up on there, like um, the Irregulars is one that I've been watching. That's now wrapped up for season one. Um, that's actually a Joss Whedon show. Um, it's fair. I probably if I was on a ten scale, I'd probably get about an eight and a half. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, and I know there's just a bunch of other little things that just keep popping up. Like almost weekly, there's something new to watch on there. I just, some of them are just not in my wheelhouse of things that I'm interested in. Um, HBO puts out a lot of, a lot of documentaries and a lot of, um, serious dramas. And sometimes I'm just not in the mood for a serious drama or it might be like a, a one-off original Uh film. Um, uh, there was another one that was just put out this week. It had has the guy who plays um, Moriarty and Sherlock Holmes uh, oh. on the BBC. He's in it, and I can't remember the name of it. It's just it's blue. I know that it's the blue cover. Nice. <laughs> uh, I just had, I had a hard time finding something to get into as far as a series, probably because you know, I don't know. They they don't seem to put out a lot of series, but when they do, they're good quality. I know, I just haven't. I, it's like finding a new, when I get done with an audiobook that I love, I just, I'm like, ugh, now the, I'm finding one. The winner for me right now, um, and this, I think it just wrapped up season one. We're on episode three, is Mayor of Easttown. It's got Kate Winslet in it. Um, I read an article about that in yeah, the New York Times as well. So I I am that's on my radar to watch. I just I get to bed, I'm so tired. I only have a few Yeah, you know, and they're long, they're I mean they're fifty three, fifty four minute episodes. They're I used to be able to stay up longer. I am <laughs> I'm not kidding. I used to be able to stay up and then now I'm starting to not be able to do anything. So um So that that's pretty much all I have. Even among all the rest of them right now, a lot of stuff has just been delayed by COVID um, production. So a lot of stuff is just like, we should have seen a bunch of stuff by now. That's a one, not a two. It starts, when it starts counting, it starts as one, zero, zero. Okay. So we've been going for an hour 27. (laughs) I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, Um. but yeah, so like, you know, Paramount's got, you know, eventually we'll get Picard season two 
but not till next year because they're so far behind in the production schedule. Um, and you've but, got all of these obsessed people. I call them obsessed because there's an Outlander obsessed page waiting for this Outlander to come out. I mean, yeah. I, well, I, they went on vacation. They, they went. They went did, on a road trip. And it while was the country funny. shut down, it was funny. I thought it was really funny. Um, but my sister, my older sister, is just. I mean. I've never actually seen her so obsessed over a show or a a character ever. It's kind of funny. Um, over Graham or over Jamie? Jamie. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 crazy, but you know, whatever. I think it's kind of fun to get all. You know, she's like her teenage self practically, but it's kind of funny. I've gotten through. Five episodes or six episodes. I kind of took a break from it. It's just. It's a lot. It's going to be a winter show for me. It's very slow moving. It's methodical. Um, Are you talking about the same show? Outlander. You're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Um, There's going to be a couple. Things move slow. And I think I feel it's going to go faster as it moves along. It's just it's taken a long time to set things up. And like I said, I'm five episodes in. And it's taken a long time just to get the ground. It changes from season to season, and yeah, I'm you not, get different showrunners, and I know, but there's going to be a couple episodes that are you're going to be really bothered by. I'm just telling you, it's going to really bother you. Um, because I, I was just happy Jason wasn't going to walk in. Like I just. You're going to be really bothered. And everybody out there who has watched it knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, okay, so go through quickly what you've seen because you <laughs> Most kind of, of them talked, kind you talked, talked about. about. Yeah. So we both saw... Quiet Place 2. And I thought it was excellent. I really liked it. I give it a thumbs up. Go I, see it if you like the first one. If you haven't seen the first one. What are you waiting for? Go watch you know the what? first one. Here's the thing. You don't have to see the first one to see this one. It'd be great if you did, but you don't have to. Just um, go in knowing that John's dead. <laughs> okay. It makes things a little awkward well, there at like th- the 30-minute mark <laughs> if you don't know that he's already dead before this starts. Okay. Because it starts out with a flashback with him alive. No, they started out for a reason like that. I know. I I mean, but Austin, I'll try there's to nothing that tells you he's dead until she goes back to the. I know. I think when she goes back to the no, grave, or does she say something to? No, they don't go grave. There's no grave. It's the cross. That's the marker. That's the little boy. Right, but she puts her ring up there. Yes, she does. Um, so I can't remember if that was the first mention post flashback or if she actually said something to what's his name? Her son? No, no. Um, from Peaky Blinders. Oh, Batman. right. Mm-hmm. She might have said something to him briefly, but that's like at least a half an hour into the movie. But so. I thought was so smartly. It's so 
It was really well done. Nomad Land. Um, I Kendra and I really like. Oh no, you didn't like it. I stopped watching it. No way. Are you kidding? You're kidding. Oh, my gosh, Kendra. And I loved it. My sister loved it. And you were sitting there like thinking, gosh, we could probably live this way. Why? It was too much like watching a documentary that I didn't want to watch. (laughs) It felt like they just took her and him and put them in a documentary that they were shooting. It seemed like an afterthought. Like they were... It seemed to me... And it felt like they were doing a documentary on people that live they kind this of way. Were. And then they just took her and put her into it and then made a movie around it. Which was actually kind of cool because all of those people were real. All the stories were real except for this woman who actually took on her husband's story. Um, and... I mean, I, I know it won Best Picture, but I just... I thought it was excellent. I had a friend who's seen it like five times. I mean, I don't know. I, we thought it was calming. We thought it was, I don't know. I thought it was really great. But um, I can also see if you're in a certain mood that you'd be bored out of your skull, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I can see what you're saying. Anyway, I say yes. He says no. Whatever. And Mosquito Coast you saw and you're not finished with that. Still, still in review. Let's see here. Where? What have we not talked about? Kim's Convenience? Yeah. I think we talked about this in the last one that I'd started watching Kim's Convenience. Um, there were four episodes or four seasons up at the time at Netflix. Yeah, we did. Okay. And then um, season five just actually just came out on Thursday or Friday. And we watched that over the weekend. They're only like 20 minute episodes. Like it? It's a Canadian show, <clears throat> Canadian-produced show based in Toronto about a Korean family that owns a convenience store. And it's okay. hilarious. And the funny part about all of this is, and the great part about all of it is, is that kid who plays the son is the main character in shang That's coming out with Marvel Marvel in two months. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, but it's, if you like comedy, you like fun stories about different culture. It's, it's a good introduction into somebody else's culture. And, and then you said, um, and it's Canadian. And you know what? I've, I haven't done, been depressed much by anything I've seen that's Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> you know, good. I think my first thing I ever watched in Canadian was Strange Brew and still, like to this oh day, it's God. still funny. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> oh my gosh, strange for you. Anyway, and you're. We have these little things. Long term investment. Um, that's your. Yeah, and the other one, the I had touched on this briefly. Was, oh, I'm uh, sorry. Jupiter's Legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, they canceled it. I'm sorry. Netflix poured over a hundred million or two hundred million dollars into this show. What happened? They canceled it. <laughs> After how many? The, they aired the first season. And that was it? And th- less than 30 days later from the first, from the release, they said, we're going to go in a different direction and we're not going to continue it. 
And Jupiter's legacy was supposed to be, like I said, it was going to be their introduction into creating an expanded universe a la Marvel or DC. It was Netflix's big play, and they bought this graphic novel. People didn't watch it? Guess not. There's no explanation. They just said that we're going in a different direction and we're going to explore one of the other books. But mm. uh, it's got Josh Dumal as um, the father. I'm guessing. Uh, I mean, gosh, if you don't get the ratings immediately, yeah, it the, sucks. The, I think the thing that killed it is it did flashbacks in the like constant flashbacks. Like you're in present day and then you have a flashback of like, how did we get here? And you're in present day and then you're that flashback moves a little bit more forward. So every time you go into the flashback, you're moving a little bit forward in the timeline. And I think it would have been better just starting at the beginning. How did they get here and what led us today? And um, I think, I think it's just a huge downfall, and I don't think a lot of audiences like that style of well, jumping back and forth to flashbacks. This is like us that. does the same thing. This is us does now, then, now, then, and then there's but no. But we're we're going from present day to 1930s. Like it starts at the Great Depression or at the stock market uh, fall. Okay. So we're like you're making like not just like. You know, what this is us is they're like twenty year jumps, right? They're mm-hmm. so you're you're changing scene, 30. you're changing sets. I mean, like it's a big you're going from modern age to twenty thirty, yeah. Um and the styles of the of the two That's the thing I don't like. mesh up very well. Right. It's like That's it would have been better if they had just just stuck. And I honestly, every time I like Josh Jamal's character in the present day, I thought he was an ass in the flashbacks. Interesting. And I would have loved to have seen more of that. Like, how did he become? Maybe they would have gotten there. I yeah, feel like it, they would have. I mean, if it was. Such we'll a never f- know, but I, th- I think they approached it a little bit wrong in that respect, and that probably, it lost people's attention. That's called character arc. And you didn't get to see it. I mean, if they made him that different, there's a reason why. I mean, like constant flashbacks. Like every five minutes, they're jumping into a flashback. You've never seen This Is Us either. I mean, I know they're totally different. I know that. But it's like sometimes people get, I mean, like the girls. I mean, I'm, I'm perfectly fine following it. I'm saying that's what its downfall is, though, is constant flashbacks. Okay. I bet if you went out there and you interviewed 10 people and you asked them what was the problem with Jupiter's legacy, nine of them would probably say constant flashbacks. Okay. If people are getting tired of them. Because huh. um, that was one of the, the knocks against uh, Green Arrow when it was on CW. He was always going into flashbacks. Just stay in the here and now, tell a story, or start back then, right. bring the story to it. There, there's, there was a large playing field that they could have dealt with. They could have done two episodes right. and gone back right, and then come forward. Instead, it was just like, hey, let's tell a little bit of the story. Hey, oh, we're back. Oh. And then it got worse the more it got into it. <clears throat> but, well, yeah, it like you it's a huge, that's a huge loss leader for Netflix to just walk away from that. Obviously, somebody didn't know what they were doing. 
but whatever. Um, do you like Mayor of Easttown? Since you were talking about that. So far, so far? we're two, two episodes in. But again, by the time I get to watching him, it's the hour before bed. I know. And it's so hard. by the end of it, it's like, I can do it. How are you what, figuring out which ones to watch? So, so you have... I will typically... Like a Mosquito Coast here and like... I typically will go and watch like one episode of something and then decide if, is this going to be something I can watch during the week? Is this something I can chill out on the weekend, huh. watch on the couch? Is this something I can watch with my kids? Um, Emma's a big, Emma likes watching a lot of the same type of shows I do. So those are the stuff I'll kind of save for <laughs> the weekend stuff. Right. Um, but like Mayor of Easttown, that's not something I'm going to watch with her. That's something I watch with my wife. Right. Um, so it's just kind of figuring out where it is, but I'll at least watch one episode. And even if they're bad, I'll still at least try to get through the episode because I've had, I've had many shows where like the first two episodes are just shit and then it turns into an amazing series. Mm-hmm. So yes. I, I try to give them a little bit of leeway. It's like what I do with some movies. It's okay. used like the 15, 20 minute rule like that you bad. have 15 to 20 minutes to, to hook me in a movie. Zoe is that way. Oh my so gosh. So a TV series is a little bit more drawn out. So he's like, okay, fine. I'll give you 20 minutes. Yeah. And then, or even at book. She's just kind of like, um... Give me something to live for. Make make it worth my time. And I think that was my problem with No Man Land. There wasn't anything there that I felt drew me to... See, I'm... There's a payoff here for you to watch this. See, I'm... This was more of an observational film. There's a lot of people that like the quick, let's figure this out. You know, what we're watching, what's the, you know... I mean, that's that's the basic way of of putting a script together is to to introduce the characters introduce the problem introduce like the question or you know what journey are they going on and and you know what what are they going in you know what problems are they going to come into you know and and they let you know pretty quickly um and then there's the ones that are very slow moving into getting you into the character and get, you know just really spoon feeding everything to you um that take too long and it drives people crazy and it bores people to death and i like there's I, spoon feeding and then there's dragging through the mud without spoon feeding no i just i well i'm just saying um spoon recent. feeding you're still getting something like you're getting a little bit of something. There's um, you're getting nuggets along the way that like, make you want to go further. Um, City of Z or whatever that was, the the one with uh, little Tom Holland, <laughs> little Tom Holland and the guy from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, um, was that City of Z? Something of Z. I think that was that you guys hated. You turned off, or no, no, you turned off the other one. Um, that was, you know, some long drawn out stuff right there. Um, and then there's a, there's a lot of it, things long. It's a fine character. balance because I think some directors do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. They think they're being clever, and then there are some that it is it. written cleverly that it does work. I don't know. Clever is the word. 
I don't, I don't know. I think it's some just really, but but a lot of people like to do um, have the character develop, you know, over a series, you know, so you can see the short, you know, instead of like a movie, you know, when you like when you read a book, it takes them a long time. Um, and then when you watch the movie, it's just so fast that it's unrealistic. Um, like, uh, players, what is that? Ready Player. Ready Player One. Ready Player One, which was a good book. A great book. Loved the book. It should have been a three-part movie. It pissed me off that it was, they moved the characters so fast that it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. The relationship was ridiculous. I just... I was really disappointed in the movie because the book was so fun to read. And it just took its time with lots and things. And then the movie rushed it. Rushed it in like 20 minutes. But whatever. Okay, so your... So your rainy day pick. Yeah, I would I would say at this point my rainy day pick would probably be Mosquito Coast. Okay. Um, it's like I said, it's, it's nothing, nothing super important that like, it's going to make you feel like you have to watch it all, but it's something that you can watch, walk away from, watch again and keep moving on. And there's enough intrigue into as the, you know, holding the carrot out just far enough as to, okay, what is the backstory? What's going on to keep moving it forward? Um, and it's been so long since I saw the Harrison Ford version that I can... In River Phoenix, don't yeah, forget River. I think it, that was River's last movie, I think, wasn't it? I think so. Um, but it's been so long since yeah. I saw that film I that I can't really make the connection as to, like... I have a feeling this is cl- probably closer to the source material, even though it's set in more modern day. Um. Just simply because you know it's Justin Thoreau, and he, you know, he um, there's a, a great interview with I him, like and there's a behind the scenes with him and his uncle that talk about how like the characters in Mosquito Coast are all influenced by people that Justin grew up with, you know, it, his grandfather, his father, his mother, and like all these people in his family. So, I'm sorry. Um... Am I with? Yeah, I am. Sorry, they have. I'm looking at IMDb and um, for River Phoenix, right? And shows actor credits, <laughs> and they have in 1993 the thing called Love, and then they have a 2012 Dark Blood and Boy. What in the uh, hell? unfinished movie? I don't know. That's weird. Anyway, but um, he actually did Mosquito Coast in '86, so he had. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. he did because yeah, because um, Indiana Jones was came later, out in '89, right? Sneakers, all that stuff. It's kind of interesting. Um, but I remember that. And then the one you weren't so thrilled about did you have one or not uh 
or do you want to not really messy pick so your musty is your you like the quiet place out of everything i've seen right now i mean i would probably put godzilla and king kong in there but it, it's been like two months right that's okay <laughs> it's actually probably only been a month but it feels like it's two to three months ago that i watched that film i would watch that over quiet place honestly but okay. quiet place is still good enough to watch i mean it. um Got it. My only downside of watching A Quiet Place was actually going back into the theater to watch it because it reminded me how many assholes are in movie theaters. We had, oh, I didn't have any assholes. We had somebody come in. All right, the movie was supposed to start at 6.45. You get 20 minutes of credit, brought it to 7.05. Mm-hmm. They came into the movie at 7.20. And they were in the row in front of us, four of them, just walking, talking, Ugh. getting all their stuff, didn't turn their phones off, yapping the whole time. And the first 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, I know. That would piss me off. And then it gets quiet. You know, it's loud because everybody's talking and then it happens and everything gets quiet. Right. And that's the, that's the worst thing. And I, I remember watching the first Quiet Place and I remember as soon as somebody said something, somebody from the other side of the theater said, shut up. And that was it. And nobody said a thing for the rest of the movie. And it was the weirdest experience I've ever had because I've never had anything be that quiet. Oh, we Like you could hear people breathing. You could hear people, their audible scares. And this, I mean, there was two people to the right of us chattering the whole way for See, the first I half hour. And that. it was just like, I'm sorry. I looked at my wife. I'm like, I'm sorry. You had it's that it's the only thing I hate about. Like I have, don't have those experiences. Typically, in most, in most, um, maybe that's why I drive clear out there. In most, nobody films, drives out there. In most <laughs> films, though, it doesn't make a difference because usually it's loud enough, and oh. things kind of hide it. I know what you're saying. It's just this gets so quiet, well, and to. I was just like, <laughs> and when they're just sitting there, and then you can, you know, audibly hear everybody. <laughs> Remind you. Okay, okay. God. Oh, it's so funny because um, I'm not going to even go there. Okay, so uh, quickly, I will quickly go through the things I saw. I, I did see Cruella, um, which is very stylish. It is a beautiful film to watch. It has great music. The soundtrack is really fun. They don't even have all the music on the soundtrack that, that's in the movie. You, it's really fun. Like all the, all the music I just kept looking at kind of going awesome. You know, we had a great time. Emma Stone was really fun. I thought she did a great job. Now you take away all of that the script was a little flat. It was kind of you know, whatever. Um, and basically, I'm sorry, Emma Thompson. Yes, you're a great actress, but all she, all she was, I'm not kidding, she was Meryl Streep in The Devil Wills Prada. That's what she was. And almost to a T. It was kind of almost odd. Like, in her hair, everything. Maybe she just took that as inspiration. But it's, it was too much. I mean, it was too much. But um, I took the girls to it. Both girls, and um, because this is a prequel, and no, no, nothing, no dogs get hurt in this oh, thing. No Delma- are there any Dalmatians? Yes. Okay. Yes, there are, and there's yes. Um, 
And then I did see a quiet place, which I loved. Um, of course, and I talked about Bo Burner's been side. I had no man land. I loved. Um, and that's not me. On my computer. Is somebody FaceTiming you? No, my phone's attached there. When I don't answer it on here, it goes to there. Okay, so I'm going to start over real quick. Yep. I'm going to go. Just on. Um, okay. I'll pause. What did you say? Nomadland. So Nomadland, we talked about um, from the vault from 2003. I watched In America to show Kendra. Excellent movie. True story. Um, I would definitely recommend that if you can find if you can find it. I own the movie, but um, I did go to the movie theater to see Four Good Days with Glenn Close and Mila Kunis. And uh, Mila Kunis is a recovering, well, yeah, um, she is a drug addict and there's a lot of history there. And it was, it's a good movie. It's, it's a good, it, it was a good movie. Um, really strong acting. Um, Supernova. I feel like I stopped, talked about this before. So if I did, I apologize. But Supernova with uh, Stan Tucci and Colin Firth, I really enjoyed it. And I really, I just really enjoyed that movie. And I liked Palmer and I talked about the Palmer. And I will talk about, hopefully sometime soon, <laughs> going to see In the Heights. So I saw that. And I, uh, and I did see Godzilla vs. Kong, which I saw, um, I saw in 3D, which was not worth it. And then I also saw it in IMAX. Oh, I wanted to see it in IMAX. No, I didn't see it in IMAX. I gave those tickets up. So I not did not see it in IMAX. I saw it in 3D, which was not filmed in 3D. So it was not worth it at all. But, you know, it was it was a good movie. Um, we watched it again at home so that Harper could watch it. Um... And then my, I don't have any long-term investments because I don't have any shows I'm watching. Uh, my rainy day pick is off of Netflix. It's called Virgin River. I'm on the second season. It's just kind of like a Hallmarky. Not that I've even seen a Hallmark movie, but I feel like this is, would be kind of like what would be a Hallmark show, which is fine. I it's just easy to watch. Um, Avoid at all costs. I did see Those Who Wish Me Dead with Angelina Jolie. Wholeheartedly agree with this pick. And Avoid at all costs. It's awful. I'm sorry. I was bored to death. Jason was watching with me. John Berthenol, too. I fell asleep. And Jason was just like, I don't know what the hell I just watched, but that was awful. And I don't know who she is. <laughs> I said... I know. She just doesn't look herself. She looks like a comic character of herself or something. She looks like somebody who was made up to look like her. I don't know. It was weird. Um, Angelina Jolie, is, that is. I just, I miss her facial expressions. I miss, I don't know. She came back and it just didn't look like her. Um, must see pick. I, you know, I have a draw. So I'm going to say... I'm going to say that you should see Bo Burnham's Inside. I really think that um, you should see that. And if that's not your bag, that's fine. 
then I think you should see um, Quiet Place too. That's what I, that's what I'm gonna go with because yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with. No, <laughs> for rare times. And I have a gut feeling a oh. must pick is gonna be in the Heights. Everything I've seen so far is pointing to it being a great film. I hope so because I oh and have, the other trailer that we never talked about West Side Story. I didn't see it. I didn't see the trailer. Yeah. I didn't see the trailer. No music released. It was just more of the, you could hear the one of the famous refrains from it and then know, but just kind of snippets of stuff. But, but they cut out some stuff. I don't know what the hell he's doing. Leave it alone. It looks good. I, really? Mm-hmm. Really? Visually, it looks good. Okay. I don't know what he's doing. Okay. I'm just, I just leave it alone. But that's Okay. There's some movies. Can you just leave them alone, please? They were really good. So just leave them alone. But whatever. We'll see what happens. I will hold. I will, I will just see what happens. But I'm kind of pissed. They cut out some songs that are kind of like, I don't know. It's just kind of, I don't understand. This is Spielberg, correct? Yes. I don't know why. Why? With all of the creativity on all the things you can do, you pick West Side Story. Okay. He's a man who has gotten himself into a position where he can make that if decision <laughs> if he wanted to. I guess so. I don't know. Gosh. I can't fault him for that. Fine. If that's the one thing he chooses he wants to do. He can do it because he's Steven Spielberg and everybody says yes. Sorry. When he's paying you, everybody, I guess they don't I have an option. You, I love you, Steven. <laughs> Um, and well, on that note, I think that's going to wrap up our show for today. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just like slam <laughs> Steven Spielberg. It's all good. But I do love you. I just. He's made some interesting choices through his life in terms of films, but hey. We all make interesting choices. Yeah. They don't work out. Some right. people like No Man Land. Some people don't. It's just oh. the way it is. Shoot. Can I just say, I'll just talk about one book, if you like film. Since you like film and you like directors, I'm just going to throw in really quickly for Audible, Night Film by Marisha Pessy. Now, it's 23 hours and nine minutes, which is long, but if you like film and directors, and you'll like it. That's all I'm going to say. I, I think it's 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 mystery. It's like lots of things, but I had so much fun listening to it and then was So if you like night, okay. you like film and you like directors. No, it's no, it's about it's strange directors. Like a, a director that's like uh Scorsese mixed with Kubrick mixed with I can't really uh, somebody that makes some really warped films. Put those all together more warped than Kubrick um, and put those together and it's about his him and the daughter so I don't know it was really it, it has some great characters and it's a mystery and I recommend it Night Film by Marisha Pessy you can pick up the book but I'd listen to it listen to it on Audible listen to it on Audible okay that's our ad well, yep. So I think that wraps up our show. Two hours 
down. Perfect. <laughs> Until next time, hopefully it won't be so long and we'll have much more to talk about in a more condensed (laughs) it may be shorter (laughs) this is what happens when we haven't seen each other forever we just talk (laughs) yeah but that's not a bad thing so if you're still with us thank you if you just came back after six months and found out that we've only moved up two episodes welcome back hopefully we'll see you again hear you again listen to you again (laughs) we will hope you yeah don't run away You can listen to us like in parts. Or if you're on long on long trip, this is perfect. This is the perfect <laughs> distraction. Pod. The perfect <laughs> podcast is for when you go on long trips. Yeah. And you can even pause us halfway through to go off onto the rest stop to go to the bathroom. Or you don't even have to pause us because you'll probably be talking <laughs> about the same thing when you get back. <laughs> okay. Well, as usual, you can find us uh on Twitter. On Twitter, we just kind of repost the things that we find on Facebook, and so I it's don't. all it just auto posts. So if we post on Facebook, it goes out to Twitter. It does. Yeah, um, I've been posting a lot more on our site. Yeah, so there's some stuff on Facebook. Um, you can go over to our site over at culturalstew.net, uh, and that'll have all of our episodes and past. And you can pretty much listen to us on this podcast uh, anywhere podcasts are sold, which is nowhere. <laughs> Later. Bye. I used to know this place. I memorized its shape. Now I'm thinking twice. Lost in paradise. I used to know please see our show notes for details on what the outgoing song is and who it is by and also as always if you have a piece of music that you'd like us to play or consider playing please contact us today